Hello, Ross. Hello, Blake. Welcome back, folks, to Hollywood History, where we discuss history in movies and, you know, sometimes just some uh, good old history in general. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the film Loving, and Loving is a 2016 film directed by Jeff Nichols and starring Joel Edgerton and Ruth Nega as Richard and Mildred Loving and their fight against racist anti-miscegenation laws in the Supreme Court. Film saw a limited release, but received largely positive reviews and award nominations from the Golden Globes and the Oscars. Ross, what did you think of Loving? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was a really great. Um, it was a great movie with a lot of different like tweaks and little little things um, keep you going. I think what really blew my mind was how they they played out time in the movie because obviously you can't make actors look too too much older, but with the kids growing up and stuff like that, it really, really kind of made it, um, you were kind of able to get a time sense, even though they were kind of flying through time. That's what I felt too, especially when they sort of showed, um, they showed, I believe one of the Mercury uh, missions to space, and then they showed the March on Washington. And I thought that all gave a very good sense of what was going on at any specific time. Uh, I thought that was a very clever way to, Without sort of, without like giving it away, like oh now nineteen fifty like you know how yeah. sometimes some like Michael Bay movies where they just have the giant nineteen fifty six. Yeah, well, we'll we'll have to talk about some Michael Bay historical works at some point because um, yeah. that could be fun. But anyway, uh, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna tell you the real story behind the film Loving, so that when you watch the movie, and you should. You'll know what's going on. So, Mildred Jeter was born on July 22nd, 1939 in Central Point, Virginia. She was of mixed race, being partly African-American, Rappahannock Native American, Cherokee Native American, and Portuguese. And on October 29th, 1933, Richard Loving was born. He would grow up in Central Point. Now, Richard was white. Now, despite the strict racial laws at the time in Caroline County, Central Point was actually a very mixed-race community, Uh, Richard's father had worked for a wealthy African-American person, uh, and many of Richard's friends were black. And you see this in the film. He used to drag race, and uh, uh, he would watch drag races, and uh, a lot of the people that would participate would be African-American. Now, they first met when Mildred was 11 and Richard was 17 in uh, 1950, and when Mildred turned 18, she realized she was pregnant, and this led Richard to move in with her, and eventually they got married in 1958. Uh, now, because of Virginia's laws at the time, uh, they had to go to Washington, D.C. to get married. Um, they didn't actually know it was illegal to go to Washington, D.C., get married, and come back, uh, and that was actually a very popular thing to do in Virginia, but... Um, it is believed that someone uh, told the police about it, and in 1958, they were arrested in the middle of the night uh, for violating the 1924 Racial Integrity Act, which forbid interracial marriage. Uh, more than 24 states at the time had laws like this, and many states in the United States have actually had laws like this at some point or another, but... 24 still had them at this time. Uh, So anyway, this forced them to move to Washington, D.C. under the threat of prison time. Their sentence was one year suspended for 25 years on the condition that they moved out of the state. Uh, And this tore them away from their home in Central Point. Um, You know, this was a small town. Everyone was connected. Their whole lives were there. So it's, um, it's not like today where people move around all the time. It's people basically being ripped away from their home. Uh, and they were forced to move to the slums of Washington, D.C., uh, where they raised three children. Uh, they spent the next five years in Washington, 
1963, uh, as the civil rights movement was heating up after the March on Washington, and um, partly because their youngest child had been hit by a car in the slums, um, they decided to try and figure out how to solve their situation. And uh, Mildred decided to write Robert F. Kennedy, who was at the time uh, the attorney general under John F. Kennedy, of course, uh, asking him for help. She was referred to the ACLU by him, um, which would lead them to the Supreme Court eventually in a case that would be known as Loving v. Virginia. Uh, Now, throughout the appeals process, uh, Time magazine, among many other publications, did stories on the Lovings. Uh, As you see in the film, uh, Michael Shannon's character... His name is Gray Villette. Um, he took that very famous picture of the Lovings uh, where Richard has his head on um, Mildred's lap. Uh, it's a very wholesome picture. Uh, it, it definitely showed that they were just a normal family like any other. Um, and that, that character is actually real. He was not made up for the film. Uh, he talks in the movie about how he took a picture of his legs dangling out of a, si- a skyscraper uh, 50-some stories up. Uh, and that story is completely true. The guy in real life, he absolutely did that. Which and is pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice mm. little, like, tidbit in the movie. Yeah. So anyway, um, they're, they're taking pictures, and this really normalizes the lovings to a lot of people. They're not any different from any other couple. They love each other just as much. So um, lovings lawyers, Bernard Cohen and Phil Hirschkopf, They argued that the law was a holdover from slavery laws and was thus unconstitutional. And the question was, as as you know, if you've ever taken a government class, uh, all Supreme Court cases have questions. Uh, And the question was, did Virginia's anti-miscegenation laws violate the Equal Protection Clause under the 14th Amendment? The judges, in unanimous decision, ruled in favor of the Lovings. And they basically said that laws set out on the basis of race are odious to a free people and are subject to the most rigid scrutiny under the 14th Amendment. They found the specific law had no other purpose independent of invidious racial discrimination, and the court also found that Virginia had violated the Due Process Clause. In his, um, in the majority opinion, Chief Justice Earl Warren wrote, The freedom to marry has long been recognized as one of the vital personal rights essential to the orderly pursuit of the happiness of free men. And this ruling would lead to the overturning, uh, the overturning of many similar laws across the United States. Um, and this actually, this case has a lot of precedent, and it was used very recently, very famously, uh, when we were deciding whether... Um, uh, people who are gay should be allowed to marry, and that was used in that case uh, recently. Um, and Mildred actually said uh, of the case and how it is still being used to this day uh, that older generations' fears and prejudices have given way, and today's young people realize that if someone loves someone, they have the right to marry, and that under our Constitution, the freedom to marry or not marry a person of another race resides with the individual and cannot be infringed. And that was taken. Uh, I believe from Earl Warren, that second part there. So, um, yeah, they they finally got their lives back. Unfortunately, Richard passed away. He was hit by a drunk driver um, just a few years after the case. But Mildred went on to uh, live until 2008. And uh, she actually, uh, she lived long enough to voice her support for gay rights. And that's where that first quote comes from there. So um, if you if you ever take a class about constitutional law or 
you ever take a U.S. government class, chances are you're going to go over this case. Uh, it is a very consequential case. Um, it's kind of sad that it had to come to this, that, you know, we still had laws even in the 60s, the late 60s, as we were making great racial progress, that we still had laws like this, that a white person couldn't marry a black person. Um, but yeah, I think the movie is, is able to portray it rather well. Yeah, um, um, I would completely agree with that. It's actually, um, accuracy-wise, gets things very, very close. Um, and this is because the filmmakers really went to incredible lengths uh, for accuracy's sake. So the jail that you actually see in the film is the same, ones, is the same one that the Lovings were actually, um, uh, they, they stayed in uh, during their initial arrest. And the courthouse, the exterior shots of the courthouse, are actually of the real courthouse that the Lovings were sentenced in. Um, so you can tell that they were really just trying to get things as, as, as close as possible to the real story. Um, Peggy Loving, one of the Loving children, as well as both of the lawyers, served as consultants on the film. Um, and most of the events of the film actually happened. And most of the characters are real or um, are composites, but most of them are real. Uh, the characterizations of the characters are accurate, except for um, the lawyer, Hirschkopf. Uh, he said himself that he is actually different from how he's portrayed in the film. Uh, but I think the one that gets uh, especially well done is Richard Loving. Um, his characterization is perfect uh, yeah. in the film. Uh, it is, he was exactly like he's portrayed in the movie. Um, and that brings up another good point that the, uh, the couple weren't really looking for all the attention they received. They didn't really want it. Uh, they sort of became accidental celebrities. Uh, they didn't enjoy the limelight, but they sort of became these, um, these icons for, for the civil rights movement in a way. Uh, so I think that that is shown very well in the film. Um, in the film, during the Supreme Court scene, there is actually audio played in that scene and that is actual audio from the supreme court uh in that case and you can actually go look this up online all of this is online uh, so if you want to listen to that original recording it's there um yeah so you can you can go check that out uh that's pretty interesting uh caroline county is portrayed accurately as a more mixed race community uh white people are actually a minority in caroline county so um there are only really two inaccuracies in the movie that I could find. I'm sure there are more. And there are, of course, when we talk about movies, there are anachronisms. But those are really, those are really nitpicky, and they don't really detract from the story too much. So anyway, the two big ones I could find are Richard's mother in the film basically says, you, you should have never gotten married. That was a mistake. Um, that's not true. She was never against the marriage. She was fine with it from the beginning, and it was actually fairly normal, like I said earlier, to jump the border to get married. Um, that, that was a very common thing, uh, even in Caroline County, is people would just, if they want to get married, they go across the border to Washington, D.C., and they get married. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that wasn't really that weird of a thing. And like I said earlier, the Lovings didn't even know it was illegal when they did it. Uh, they thought it was completely fine to do. So there wasn't there was never really the sense that they were like breaking a law or they were doing something uh, like, like 
illegal breaking these laws and they were trying to be secretive. No, someone just, you know, told on them to the police. Uh, so that, that part isn't really portrayed super accurately. And the second one I could find is the film makes it seem like the Lovings never went back to Virginia between their initial ruling and their second arrest. But that is untrue. They went back a couple of times. But you can understand why they left that out of the movie. It would just be kind of repetitive. Um, just reading the same things over and over again. It's not really necessary to the story. Uh, and it's cut out for time's sake and to just make the story easier to understand. So that's, get, that's completely fine. Did they get arrested when they went back any of those times or no? They just Yeah, eventually they got arrested again. Okay, because they, def- they didn't have that in the movie where they got arrested a second time. No, <laughs> they did, yeah. When they went back for the mother to for Richard's mother to deliver their first child. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember that. So anyway, um yeah, pretty close to the real life story. If you go and watch this movie, you're pretty much going to learn about this case. Um you know, it's it's hard it's hard to recommend any movie as a learning tool by itself because films in uh, the medium of film in and of itself kind of forces you to restrict things. But I think this movie, if you watch this movie, you're going to get a very good sense of what this whole story is about. Uh, And it's also on Netflix. And I feel like a lot of people have Netflix. So it's a very accessible movie. So uh, yeah, go, go check it out. uh, If you haven't seen it, it's, um, I enjoyed it. I did too. Um, It's, Definitely one of those films that you can just you just turn it on and you can watch it. It's not like a ton of action. It's just it's kind of like those smooth sailing where like you know what the end result is and you're just excited to see the journey. Yeah, and you know it's good that we do a non-war movie at some point on here because yeah. you know it's, <laughs> that's usually what we do. But that's that's just our interest. But that's, um, that's preferences. <laughs> yeah, but this this I think um, you know it's hard to say this was a. I wouldn't say this is a fun movie, but uh, it was an enjoy. I I think it was a very well made movie. Um, and if you have two hours sitting around, uh, there, this is a great way to spend your time. Um, do you have any specific likes or dislikes of the film, though? Um, kind of like what you said earlier. I really loved how Richard was Richard Loving was displayed. Um as just like this, he's just a hardworking construction worker that's just trying to be with his wife, and that he doesn't want the media, he doesn't want any of the attention. Uh, I really liked how they displayed him. It was- yeah, I, I, I especially liked the section where he's like, do you, uh, where his lawyer, uh, Bernard Cohen, asks him, is there anything you want me to say to the Supreme Court? And he says that he loves his wife. Um, and that's actually true. That happened. And I think that's a very well done scene, and that speaks to what kind of a person he was. Just a, a simple dude just trying to love his wife and, and work his work his way up. I mean, it, it was it was definitely really cool to see um, how the characters developed. Um, Mildred kind of kept wanting to go back to the Supreme Court, and Richard was just done with it. He just he was so tired of all the crap, and they really displayed that well. Yeah, I um, I really like the understated approach to the movie. There isn't like this great big score in it. There isn't, uh, you know, these these incredible uh, 
sweeping epic shots. It's a very simple movie, and I think that really plays to its strength uh, with the story. I think that's that's that fits the story very well, fits the narrative, uh, and it it just it makes the main characters all the more um, relatable. They're not. You know, it's exactly as it's portrayed in the movie. They didn't want to be uh, in the spotlight. Uh, so it makes them seem up. like more down-to-earth people. Yeah. Or how they didn't even go to the Supreme Court case. I mean, I, I know that's real, like, that's what actually happened. But, I mean, it's just crazy to think that Richard and Mildred were so down-to-earth that they didn't want to be in the media's attention, that they didn't go to the to the Supreme Court case that would change your life forever. Sure. Certainly. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned earlier, it's commendably accurate. So that was one of my big likes. You know, we don't always we don't always need a movie to be accurate to enjoy it. I think we talked about that when we talked about The Patriot. That movie is a uh, historically is. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, but, you know, it's it's uh, movies that are inaccurate can still be enjoyable. But I think this one for its accuracy is precisely one of the things that makes it really enjoyable. Um, like we said, the acting is fantastic, but, uh, not just the main couple also, um, uh, Nick Kroll as, uh, Bernard Cohen is really, really well done. Um, the sheriff is just, uh, is, is portrayed brilliantly. It's just this slimy, disgusting human being, uh, <laughs> terrible person. Um, the, uh, times, excuse me, not the times, the time photographer, uh, Gray Villette uh, is portrayed really well by Michael Shannon. Um, yes, yeah, the family guy. Would you like to hear my Michael Shannon impression? I would. Let's hear it. Michael Shannon. <laughs> it's, not, it's not very good. This is um. This is going to become a running segment if you watch the last episode. I'm going to start doing some uh, good impressions now, so that you can you can better more authentically feel like you're in the historical world when we talk about these stories. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 there. Take it or leave it. Um, I think the film is shot really well. Like I said, there's a lot of subtlety to it. It isn't like you don't have these incredible wide epic shots, but it's the way it's it's framed is all very good. Um, yeah. I mean, like it's just like one of the. It's a heartwarming film of like you know the end. You just want to see how they did it. Yeah, you know, love conquers all. That's the old saying is love conquers all. And it's um, It's portrayed well in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think the film was paced well uh, for a two hour long movie. I think it was paced exactly as it needed to be, which is uh, really, uh, really nice considering that it takes place over nine years. Um, And this is all because they narrowed their scope, which is something you really should do if you're ever making a historical film. Don't try and cover every single event that has to do with what you're talking about. Just talk about what needs to be talked about, and I think this movie does that really well. Yeah, it's not over. It's not drawn out. I mean, because very well you could have made a three, four-hour movie out of this just because of how long of a time span it is. Yeah, there's plenty of history to talk about here that wasn't seen in the movie, but it's not. You got to narrow the scope of it. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, yeah, I liked it, and I think it's a. I think it's a damn shame that there aren't more movies like this. You know, I can really only think of a handful of movies that have to do with the civil rights movement of the time. Like Selma is one. 
that's the only other one that I can think of like, right off the top of my head. Yeah. I believe there was a I, I believe there was a Malcolm X movie with Denzel Washington a while back. There's a ton of stuff about Martin Luther King if I if I'm right. I think there's King or something like that. It might have been a doc, just a documentary. Um, yeah. Um, it's like we talked about last episode. There's a lot of stories that have been untold that should absolutely be told. Um, yeah. That are we're we're missing out on. And I think that filmmakers here picked a good one to tell. Um, I don't. Hopefully, they come back. They do more stories like this in the future. Um, there are, there's, there's so much uh, to talk about that we'll probably never get to, unfortunately, just because um, the vastness of it. There's yeah, so the human, the human time that we have is not like is limited. Um. But, you know, our, our message to you this time is the same that it would be last time. Go seek these stories out. We have Black History Month for a reason. It's because there's so many un- unappreciated stories, uh, unappreciated or unknown heroes out there, and that, that you need to go check them out. Um, Absolutely. And not just this movie. Uh, there's plenty of movies that you can go watch. Go watch 42 or Glory or uh, watch Loving. Um, Hidden um, Figures is a good one. Hidden figures. That's one I haven't seen yet, uh, but I've heard I've heard good things about. Um, and I'm sure there's other ones I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head. There's plenty. Uh, there's plenty of great movies out there with great stories. Uh, I believe Will Smith was in a Muhammad Ali movie. Maybe check that one out. Um, there's a there's. Thankfully, there has been a fair amount that's been told, but it's mostly untold. So yeah, go um. Go seek this stuff out. That's our message to you. I know that, you know, not everyone's as into history as us, but I think it's it's beneficial for us to look into this stuff. And you're especially good movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's we're still living in coronavirus. I know you got some free time lying around. Go watch some movies. Um, I mean, it's especially more relevant now considering recent events. Um, so I think I think now is the time to go educate yourself on that stuff. Um really learn about it uh and and just be a you know be a good neighbor yeah i think it's a good way to put it um yeah so loving was really good uh ross do you have any final thoughts on loving um it's a it's a must watch in my opinion um i was not expecting much out of it and it blew me away at how detailed and well-rounded this film was so i would definitely recommend it highly yeah. All right. Uh, I also recommend it. Like we said, it's on Netflix. So uh, uh, chances are a lot of you have Netflix. Go check it out. Yep. All right. Well, we thank you very much for watching. Next time up, should things go as we planned them, we're going to have a uh, a very exciting tale about um, to give you a hint about some uh, guys chasing a Nazi war criminal. That should be pretty exciting. I'm excited for that one. I am. Um, it's uh, you. You probably, if you're into historical movies like we are, you might already know what we're talking about. But um, uh, yeah, uh, we're we're excited to do that one, and that's going to be a great story. Uh, but um, we hope you all join us again in another two weeks. Um, we we kind of got off schedule here in that we did the the episode last week, and then we're doing another one this week. <laughs> We don't usually do that, but uh, like I mentioned in that episode, the Texas power outage just kind of um, kind of screwed us on our, our well-laid plan. Yeah. So, um, 
we uh, we thank you all for listening, and we hope you join us next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.